Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Hans Josef's Heroic Day by Elfrida Volk. Sixteen-year-old Hans Josef trudged slowly over the cobblestones that paved the streets of Rotterdam's main harbor. His eyes were down, as was his mood. World War II had just ended, and Hans Josef and his mother had come to the Netherlands from Germany to start their lives over again. For two hours, the teen had used up good shoe leather visiting the businesses in the area, trying to get a job. The people had just laughed at him. You? they had asked. What makes you think we'd want to hire you? You're a German, aren't you? Well, we had enough of them when they occupied our land. He had tried to explain that he was only part German, that his father had been Dutch, but they wouldn't listen. Go back to where you came from. We don't want you here. A few had been kinder, but their remarks had hurt just as much. With all the men who have returned from the war, you don't stand a chance of getting a job. You're just a kid. You have no experience. What could you possibly do? Hans Josef clenched his hands together in his pockets, hard, so that the nails dug in. The pain helped him to focus and keep from crying. Seeing a pebble on the road, he kicked it and sent it bouncing over the cobbles. What could he do? He could play soccer and swim and march, but his Hitler youth training had not prepared him for much else. There certainly had not been any chance to start an apprenticeship, and without a father to make arrangements for him now, it was doubtful if he would ever get one. He passed emergency housing surrounded by mountains of rubble from the buildings and machinery that had been destroyed in the bombing. Emergency housing was home now, but he did not want to go there. Not yet. He did not want to let his mother know that he had again failed to find a job. Instead, he walked to the end of the Wilhelmina Kata, where stood the head office of the Holland-America Line, a transatlantic shipping company. There was a tiny patch of grass in front of the building, and he hoped he could sit there to think about what he should do next. The pier was deserted, except for two preschool children playing in a pile of sand that had been dredged from the bottom of the harbor. Hans Josef recognized them from emergency housing. They were engrossed in their game and did not see him as he stretched out on the grass. The sod beneath him felt cool, the sun overhead warm. The buzzing of insects made him drowsy, and putting his head on his arms, he dozed off. Minutes or hours later, he woke with a start and sat up. The girl was no longer there, but the boy was still at the end of the pier, motionless, staring down into the water. Hans Josef stood up and brushed the dirt off his pants. Then, curious, he walked over to where the boy stood. "'What's so inter—' he began. The boy looked at him, wide-eyed, then ran off screaming. "'Strange,' Hans Josef said to himself, shaking his head. "'Very strange.' Except for a large piece of wood, he could see nothing in the water. "'That kid's going to have problems when he—' He was just turning away when he saw it. A small, bare foot came up out of the water, then went down again. He had a sickening feeling as he recalled a similar experience from the past, but the other time the person in trouble had been an adult at a public beach. Now it was a child— and he was alone with no one to help him. Tearing off his jacket and taking a deep breath, he dived down to where he had seen the foot disappear. The water was shockingly cold and dirty, bearing silt from spring runoff. The grit ground against his eyes, but he forced himself to keep them open so he could see. His wet clothes clung to him, making swimming difficult, and his lungs felt as if they would explode. Yet he forced himself to go deeper, feeling, searching, praying.
Finally, when he felt he could not stay submerged any longer, his fingers snagged some material and clenched around it. He popped to the surface, dragging a limp body with him. It was the little girl he had seen earlier, but now her eyes were closed, her face colorless. Tears mingled with the water dripping down his face as he held her in one arm and clambered up the embankment. Reaching the top, Hans Josef laid the girl face down on the cobblestones, then pressed gently on her back. Water gushed from her nose and mouth. Oh, God, he prayed, don't let it be too late. Don't let her die. He alternated pressing on the tot's back and lifting her arms and shoulders to get air into her lungs. Here, a voice said behind him, wrap yourself in this blanket so you won't get sick and let me take over. Hans Josef looked up to see that the pier was no longer deserted. A crowd of people had gathered out of nowhere, among them a medical officer from the Holland-America line. He let the man take over. About a month later, reporters gathered in the main hall of the emergency housing building. A government official hung a medal around Hans Josef's neck, and the reporter snapped several pictures of the teen and the tot he had saved. Did you see her fall into the water? One reporter asked. No, I was asleep. Then how did you? I just woke up suddenly, saw this boy looking into the water, and when I went over, did he wake you? No. Then who? How? I don't know. I don't know who or what woke me. I just woke up and saw her foot, then jumped in. Hans Josef may not have known who woke him, but I am convinced that it was my guardian angel. You see, I am the little girl he saved that day, and I am looking forward to seeing and thanking both Hans Josef and my angel. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.